Elaine, you don't like the movie? I hate it! I want to rent a movie. I want to rent a movie. What's that for? You work in a video store. I work in a shitty video store. I want to go to a good video store so I can get a good movie. Money now and a lot more when I get in that office. I can take that to the bank. I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. To the Black Bank. I treated you like a son! You fucking stabbed me in the heart! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck! Master, number three managed to get the gold, but he just sent up a signal. Right. I'll check what the problem is. And then, I'll avenge you. Don't worry. These men are all gonna die. Threaten her with a bomb. No, I said I didn't have a bomb. You said bomb. I said it's not like I have a bomb. You said bomb on an airplane. What's wrong with saying bomb on an airplane? You can't say bomb. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Not to Bomb Podcast. This is the podcast where we usually talk about movies that bomb theatrically or didn't do so well at the theaters. But these special episodes, we we concentrate on making Brad's life a living hell. So, Brad, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing well, buddy. I was thinking about it today. I was, I was super excited to get to see and talk to you guys because it's been a month since the four of us have been on a podcast. So strangely, I'm kind of excited to do this episode in a strange way. I was too. I was too. And and of course, we have our, our returning guest for all these Breaking Brad episodes, Mr. Sammy from the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema and Jose the Cupcake himself from Watch Get Plus. How are you gentlemen doing this evening? Uh, doing well, doing well, very well. I'm, I'm as excited as Caligula was when he found out his sister invited a horse to the party. Oh my God. <laughs> That's wow. Is that in the, uh, <laughs> NC 17 cut or yeah. yeah. I, and for the, and for the record for this episode, I will only be referred to as booty tooth. Booty tooth. Oh yes. <laughs> booty tooth. Uh, full disclosure. I, I'm doing good. Okay. Oh, good. 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 Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, no, it's good. Jose. Um, Full disclosure for anybody listening, this is just going to be a shit show. Uh, two of us. For who? Uh, well, look, th- this may have broken a few of us, not just Brad, watching this film. And and I'm telling you, one of one of us, one of us four, apparently loved this film. And uh, I have questions, but I wonder which one of us it could be. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I can tell you right now, it's not this guy. <laughs> Suspense is killing me. Oh. <laughs> Everyone, take a wild guess. <laughs> um. So I guess before we get started, we should just level set from Justin to Kelly. Uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm going to kick it over to Jose. I I know you're yeah. a little unfamiliar with this um property. <laughs> but but this week's show is a is a musical, 
And uh, you want to give us a little backstory? Like, how did this thing even come to fruition? What is it a result of? It's a result of like some talent show, right? It is actually. So there, there is a little behemoth called American Idol, which actually ended after several seasons uh, and then got rebooted. And then I, I think that's still going much to the chagrin of many of us. Uh, but American Idol is the brainchild of uh, Simon Fuller, who some will know as a music producer who also helped to form the Spice Girls. And I believe there was also a, a, a boy band that he put together based on the UK version of American Idol. And yes, it was a format that was basically developed for the US. So in 2003, maybe 2002, I might have the dates off. The first round of American Idol went through, and our winner was Kelly Clarkson, who we all know became a big pop artist, but not with not without struggles. Uh, she only recently was able to escape the contract that she signed for the uh, after American Idol. She's now making albums on her own terms, and they are fifty thousand times better than the ones that came out before. Our runner-up was a gentleman named Justin Guarini, who many often refer to as Sideshow Bob because of his hair. He's, in fact, insulted this way in the movie as well. Um, I've never heard that, but it's so accurate. (laughs) He's Sideshow Bob. And he's the Dr. Pepper mascot, right? Well, I was going to say he did put out some albums um, and had a little bit of success, but kind of disappeared into, like, nothing but i didn't realize that he was in fact the dr pepper mascot um but uh i was actually surprised to hear that so every now and then he's on those commercials <laughs> dr yeah. pepper yeah love him <laughs> yes oh my god rick does that so amazing anyway he's, so he's a little 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 sweet little sweet little is his sweet. character exactly and so As part of their contractual obligations, the two of them were obligated to appear into the in this movie. Um, Many the talk about selling you sold to the devil, right? (laughs) Uh, Yes, and the two have basically come out and disowned the film. I mean, Clarkson has said that she was begging an army of lawyers to get her out of this, and she couldn't. so one weird thing about this film was that it was actually oh the shot. one weird thing here we go okay good <laughs> one yeah. weird thing folks um, it was shot very very quickly and then really? turned out into not theaters. weird at all not weird really at all. so not weird would, at all I, somebody they didn't spend quite evident yeah they didn't spend didn't, a few months shooting this thing know. that's crazy yeah I didn't get nope. the, I didn't get that feel. I didn't but either. Francis, this thing was Francis cobbled Ford Coppola together. Did, direct huh. this no no it didn't <laughs> look like together, it was shot like, on a weekend on VHS I don't know. <laughs> cobbled together like Frankenstein. And not only was it a horrible bomb, but it I think it won or still has the record for quickest from theatrical to direct to video. 28 oh. days. So they pulled it from the theaters 28 days and then it hit video. It was such a horrible bomb that an official soundtrack was actually never released yeah oh, we should say thank pre, god pre covid because things go to the home video much quicker now but yeah yes 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 so a soundtrack uh, for this film does not exist it does not exist you have to rip it from say soundcloud or people who have reversed well, whoa, whoa, whoa. let's not let's not tell people how to get the soundtrack oh. i don't i don't want to be privy to that 
Let's just let everybody know there's no soundtrack and you can't get it. And we're sorry for your luck. Yeah. <laughs> Although there are some cuts that did appear on Guarini's uh, solo album, uh, Timeless, that came out. So yeah. some some of the cuts yeah. did appear. But. Okay. Well, if if you can all guess real quick, the person. Can I also say 81 minute runtime? 80, 81, 81 minutes, minutes. yes. Yeah. There is an extended cut, by the way. <laughs> oh boy! Um, Which features two two songs that were cut, and actually one of the dance numbers is is pretty fantastic. If you can believe right. that, wow, nope. you're using that word really <laughs> loosely there, <laughs> buddy. Um, obviously, Jose is is the fan amongst the four of us of this film. Now, strangely, uh, he's not the only one that's seen this a couple of times. Sammy, this is your second viewing, right? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'll, uh, back in the day, we were cross-promoting with uh, another podcast, and we lost a bet, and we had to do this one. Wasn't excited. <laughs> uh, wasn't excited. Uh, I'll have some things to say about the movie. I don't want to give away my hand just yet. Um, but, yeah, this is the second time I've watched it, which is one time more than I ever wanted to. Mm-hmm. And um, there's some reasons for that. But huh. maybe not the reasons you think. Okay. And Brad, obviously, this was a first-time view for you and myself, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we call this a one-and-done, Troy. Yeah. Oh. One-and-done. We're I, back, I to, should uh, make a note. back to Caligula's horse again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I, I should make a note that the choreographer is a gentleman named Travis Payne, and he has worked with Michael Jackson and some notable names in pop music. Michael Jackson before the- or after his death. Because the choreography <laughs> is really atrocious. Wow. Uh, that would be before. Okay. Just, I wanted like to clarify. Because when you, when you, exactly. When you tell me that kind of information, I have to clarify. Because if you said it was after, I'd be like, well, I see it clearly in this film. But go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, so Vince Patterson, um, I, I believe the gentleman's name is uh, Michael uh, Christopher. I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on it. They were the mainstay. His Jackson's main say choreographer, but I think after the bad album is when Travis Payne uh, got involved, helped with the This Is It tour, and then unfortunately he passed away. But uh, Payne won the Razzie that year for uh, worst indistinguishable choreography in a movie. Oh. <laughs> I don't think wow. that's enough. <laughs> what a I think what a distinguished category for yeah. indistinguishable choreography. That's uh, strange. Yes. I, I think he should have been put in timeout for a few years, quite honestly. Well, like a, uh, I think a lot of people were put in timeout. Like a line of dialogue I heard in a movie recently where he's like, he's taking skulls out of their heads. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Think about, think about what you just said. <laughs> so... The, we we picked this because obviously Brad for for those who listen to, listen to the show just does not like musicals whatsoever. So they're they're <laughs> this will well, this be is, this this is this is the second one. This is the second one, and we are trying to power through the list of probably the worst or what is considered some of the worst musicals ever made. Because for us, that's enjoyment to watch Brad squirm and hear his thoughts on this. <laughs> Um, and this is a genre of music. I'm going to go on a limb here, Brad, that also you're not a fan of on top of that. So on top of you, not liking musicals, it's, it's, it's probably from a part of popular music that, that you don't listen to on a regular basis. Is that fair? That would be true. Pop music. Well, I mean, I did 
back in the day did like Michael Jackson quite a bit, but pop music is not my uh, forte anymore. Okay. Mm. Got it. Well, I, we're always, we start with you and we want to hear your reaction. Um, of course, we're going to use the mental status examination, behavioral observation uh, form to, to gauge whether or not this film truly broke you. Uh, so let, let's get started, Brad. Let's get started with our little experiment. Um, how did you how did you find yourself after you watched uh, from Justin to Kelly? Now, you did watch it full screen, correct? Yeah, yeah, I watched it full screen. Okay, sure. cool. All right. Well, uh, I definitely yeah the uh, the DVD came in and yes, it was the full screen. I did play by the rules since you told me to. Mm-hmm. Um, so gleefully, this thing is eighty one minutes long. So when I when I put it on, I was like, okay. 81 minutes. Um, and then <laughs> we're going on spring break, which uh, it was a shock to me because I was like, these people are way too old to be going to spring break. <laughs> um, I will say, okay, Kelly Clarkson did not want to do this. She is struggling with her self image in this film and it's very evident. So I'm not going to really make fun of her too much because she uh, she's on the struggle bus this whole movie trying to act, trying to sing, trying to dance, trying to have chemistry with this guy who looks like Shadow So Bob, um, trying to be friends with that blonde headed girl who might be the worst person ever. Um, <laughs> but Troy, it's, it's uh, shockingly it's a terrible movie. It's, it's pretty bad. Even with the lowest of low expectations, the music is really bad. The choreography doesn't seem great. Uh, the musical numbers, there's one on the beach that's pretty embarrassing. Um, these which one was that? <laughs> the first the first one. When they first arrive, I'm like, oh, this is this is this is what we're doing. Um this to me feels like what a boardroom full of white 60-year-old men think like what spring break is. Cause it is the most neutered spring break uh of college I've ever seen. Like no one is throwing up on the beach. There are no beer bongs. There's no hard drugs. Um, there's no girls gone wild. There's nothing. It's just the most risque thing they do is like a whipped cream bikini contest. But the girls are still wearing stuff underneath it. Like it's not like they're naked underneath that, which is what a what I've heard is a true uh, whipped cream bikini contest is. What I've um, heard, yeah, I've, I've, I've heard, I've heard. Um, gotcha. But it is it is not very good. Kelly Clarkson and, and Justin Green do not have any chemistry at all. Um, her one friend dates a guy who uh, looks like he might be like going on fifty. Um, and he, <laughs> it's it's quite odd. Um, We've had a few the, movies uh, recently the, where high schoolers the, are played by fifty year olds. Yeah, yeah. Is that the uh, Joseph Mangiello like great value brand guy? Yeah, yes, okay. yes, it actually, is. he looks like a cross between Man- Manganiello and uh Michael Pena. Yeah, a little bit of <laughs> kind of, yeah. what yeah. you're getting, <laughs> maybe with a slight, slight strain of Clifton Collins in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like uh, a, most like definitely a, just, just a squirt, but uh, <sighs> like I completely forgot like why they're going down to I guess Florida for spring break. It's spring break. And I'm just like, oh, it's because uh, it's spring break. Spring That's break. the inciting incident is because it's just, spring break. Just to get her out of yeah. that her yeah. dead job. Yeah. And then <laughs> the airport, and, I think the airport or the, the plane like company went bankrupt or something like that. And they show up and they're like, Kelly has a car. Wow. And yeah, all. so they drive, they drive from Texas, right? 
to yeah. Florida. Yes. In a day, to Florida. which is not possible. And then they call in her boyfriend or friend who has been friend zoned and he shows up like they call him and he's there the next day. I'm like, Hurricane Luke. Yeah. Hurricane. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, there's yeah. a I'm shaking my head ba- that you know these names. There's <laughs> a hovercraft. There's a hovercraft battle in this movie. There yeah. is there's battle. a lot of stuff. Whoa, in here. don't don't say battle. There are hovercrafts in this movie. Let's just yeah. that's okay. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a hovercraft slash bungee ball slash laundry basket slash dangerous game. Yeah, again slash stupid. Even again, I'll admit that that was I mean, stupid. Hurricane Luke got hurt, dude. Yeah, yeah, he did. Five stitches, though. Again, this is what this is what you get when you get a room full, like a boardroom full of old white men trying to come up with a movie to put Kelly Clarkson in because she just won American Idol. And this is what you get. And it is atrocious. So there wasn't any song that you were tapping your toes to at all through the film. No. Was there? No. No. Jose. (laughs) (laughs) So. Can I can I ask the inverse of that? Was there a song that at some point you just questioned our friendship and thought, you know, I'm listening to this right now and I just don't want to talk to these men anymore in my life? And you thought, hey, I'm I'm just going to change things up. I'm going to change my email. You might change your name. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, vacation was pretty bad, but anytime Brandon was rapping, Brandon yeah. rapping is embarrassing. Oh, and uh, those. Fr- those frosted tips. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. So the rap, the rap that he raps in the beginning, written by that actor, by the way, Gregory Siff, the title of it is Chick, Chick Seeking Missile. Nice. What? Oh, sorry. Say <laughs> that. Chick Seeking. Okay. Chick, that's Chick, got, Chick more Seeking Missile. Yeah. More personality than a lot of the characters in the film. The uh, When you first said frosted tips, I thought about the whipped cream bikinis again. <laughs> That's what I'm just saying. Did, so, uh, Troy, this uh, this movie's not very good. Oh, it isn't. Was there was there a scene that? Uh, well, let, let me backtrack for a second. How many viewings did it take you to get through this film? Oh, just <laughs> once. I, I I sat down. and was like I'm getting. I'm 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 powering my way through. You this. did power now, through it. Okay, that's unusual. Did, did for I you. did I yeah. did I pause it and take just a little bit of a break about halfway through? Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. What, what, at what point did you pause it? That you didn't think you were going to come back to it. Uh, when they go on the date and they're doing like the salsa dancing, I'm like, mm, here we go. Mm. Yep, yep. And then and she's like, like the te- Ruiba scene. Yeah, and then she's telling off the boss, and I'm like, uh, this now is that's like- the cultural appropriation scene. Yes, yes, yep, it is. So, okay, how was the uh, full screen experience for you? Pretty good. I, I you know, I, I I'm hoping I didn't lose anything on the periphery. Uh, not seeing it in widescreen. So. I, don't, I don't think you did. The widescreen <laughs> print looked actually pretty good. Okay. Yeah. You lost a lot. You lost a lot. With you it. did. There's there some scenery. I, I started. Though, can I, can I say, I think it's really unfair what they did to Kelly Clarkson in this movie. Because like sh- that blonde girl did not eat carbs for like a year before she's on. Like she knew she was going to be in this movie <laughs> and she did not eat a carb um, for a year. And then she got her some new tits and she's like, I am going to rock out to this movie. Oh my Kelly God. Clarkson okay. was like, Kelly Clarkson was like four days. And they're like, Hey, by the way, you're going to be wearing a bikini yeah. and you're going to be on um, in a movie. And she started freaking the fuck out because okay, she is for, for, for the record, Catherine Bayless, who Brad is talking about, Oh boy. Is from Mississippi. That is actually her real accent. 
<laughs> believe it or not. And yeah. she used to be a ballet dancer. So I don't think that there was any sort of eating disorder involved in her. Being, no, I mean, it's like going on a no carb diet is like not, I mean, she's not on the two finger diet, Jose. She's on the no carb. I don't know. I was kind of thinking Sally Struthers was going to show up and start doing some kind of promotion for her to feed her. Like, I mean, she of, needed oh, a sandwich. A she looked like she, needed she did a need a sandwich. She was. Yeah, almost everybody in this movie looked like they needed to eat. I agree. Actually, you know what? I I know we were going to stay away from Kelly Clarkson and and some of her like body issues on on the commentary. She's like, I please don't look at my belly. Um, but I actually thought she looked fine. I thought she, she looked, looked great. I'm going to yeah. tell you, I that thought she had a great body. Yeah, I enjoyed this movie the most when Kelly Clarkson was on screen. Okay, excellent. <laughs> Well, it's a good segue. Let's let's but talk. I, let's talk about I, your I, second viewing there, Sammy. So, but I mean, that comes down to a couple things. I actually think she's an attractive lady. Okay. Now and then, and uh, I actually think she's actually quite quite a good singer. She really is. I mean, it's not my kind of music. This is not my kind of thing. But I can appreciate a voice. I can appreciate that. Um, okay. So here's here's the biggest problem I have with this movie, and I believe I said this a decade or so ago <laughs> on the podcast. The pro- the biggest problem with this movie. Is it's just not a good movie. <laughs> it's just a badly written commercial puff piece. That's the biggest problem with it. It, I, I, I can't even. So on IMDb, it roughly rounds out to a one point nine. I understand the hatred because some people just hate American Idol and some people hate that whole thing. And then you got a lot of people who are musicians who I used to actually be one of those. And they get kind of irritated at these glamorized karaoke things and things like that. But I mean, these people can actually sing. They, they, you know, try to sing like Kelly Clarkson. Trust me, it's not easy. Try to sing like Justin uh, Gizmondo or whatever his name is. Guarini. <laughs> <And>, <laughs> yeah, Gizmondo. and uh, it's not it's not easy. But I think there's a lot of bitterness about that, and I think that it got pushed on this movie, in my opinion, a little unfairly. Do I think this movie is bad? Yes, I do. Do I think this movie is terrible? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I've seen worse movies than this. <laughs> uh, not a whole lot, but this thing, <laughs> this thing is the biggest problem it has is nothing is interesting. Whoa. Oh, okay. I'm going to throw a flag on the field. You've seen worse movies than name one. Just challenge. Name one. Yeah. Uh, well, shit. You can't do that to me. Uh, see, there you go. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> Wait, worse movies. I mean, arguably like break in is in the same kind of like okay category. show your mouth break in is an american classic as no fluffy no and break in no don't I mean, even don't even go to that jose listen, those are if fighting we're words. talking if we're talking about the musical genre right? oh my god yeah or even like listen listen what was it voyage of the voyage of the rock aliens you could say yeah. that craig schaefer is, is like, like his whole solo in voyage of the rock aliens is immensely better than so, anything in this film the Apple, by the way, is so Academy well, Award winning compared to this. Well, the the Apple has character. It yeah. has um, it has flair. It has something. Uh, I mean, I re- I remember more about the Apple. Yes. Than I did about. The, I I immediately forgot about what happens in this movie almost this, immediately. I think one of the most interesting things about these kinds of films is there's such a pop culture moment, and they have to nail that moment. And if they don't nail that moment, these things become what this has become, which is a farce or a joke. Um, 
again, I am not going to sit here and defend. I, I, I will tell you, I do not like this film, but I don't think, I think it's just, I'm surprised at the amateur nature of it. It feels like such a rush job. The writing is so bad. I mean, the writing is bad. I don't normally say that because I don't write screenplays. The writing here is bad. I mean, it, with some of the characters say the jokes are so bad. It's unbelievable. The one, the geeky dork character, the red dork, as he likes to call himself. Which the is, red dork. Which is pretty funny, actually. I love the Red him. dork, that character, he ended up going on to NCIS, that actor, and he's had quite a career on NCIS. Brian Dietzen, that's correct. Yeah, you would never recognize him. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> um, but that's the only person I can really think who came he's out. He's kind of sexy as fuck. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm going to come out of this. Uh, Anika Noni Rose. She, yeah. she won a Tony, and she was in... Uh, uh, she was in Made on Netflix. She's made some really great movies and stuff. I mean, yeah, I, I believe you. I do. I, I think there's <laughs> talented people here. And actually, here's the thing: the choreography here is not great, but I think everybody does their best to make the best of it. Uh, so I will defend that as well. I don't oh, think she was amazing. also sorry. She was also the voice in the Princess and the Frog. Oh, there you go. Yes. Okay. So wow, I, I okay. don't. I, I don't think wow. that. I don't think this movie is nearly as bad as 1.9 out of 10 as an aggregate score dictates. I don't think it's good. <laughs> so I'm somewhere between where Brad and Troy are. I, slash look, I, for that comment alone, I'm just going to attribute to the fact that I know you were drinking a little bit before the show. I did watch an <laughs> HD widescreen version that I rented. Oh, so. God damn it. <laughs> Hey, cheated. <laughs> no, I, I watched it in widescreen too. I started watching it in full screen. I'm like, it's not breaking Troy. It's breaking Brad. What the hell am I doing? I switched over to widescreen. <laughs> I got found an HD copy on the Microsoft store. Yeah. I watched it. The music is not for me. Um, I agree with Brad. There's no chemistry really between Justin and Kelly. That's, that's a big problem. And I may have said that a decade or so ago, they really just do not feel like they really are this kismet type couple. Um, and just some of the ancillary characters, just, they aren't funny enough. They aren't even offensive enough. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's just kind of, I don't know, man. I, for me, this movie is like the definition of bland. It's not that it's terrible. It's that it's a, it's, it's a Holy communion wafer chip. I was going to say salting cracker, the movie for our listeners who don't see the video. Troy's standing up, so he's taking an assertive tone with everybody this week. Dude, I, my arms are crossed. Like, I, I can't believe I'm... Yeah. What have I'm I done feeling, with my life I'm, right now? <laughs> I'm, feeling, I'm feeling very judged with my opinion here tonight. But the truth is, I just think this movie... I just think it's empty. It's just a big, empty fluff piece. With, unfortunately, I think Kelly Clarkson actually being a very likable person. At least she seems that way to me. And maybe she could do something like this. I like her raspy voice. I like her. I think she's a pretty lady. Maybe she could make a movie like this or something, but this is not it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I just came away from it. I came away from it really questioning the talents of Robert Iscove, who I know has directed at least some things that I've liked and is a choreographer as well. Am I right, Jose? He is. Yes. yes. So, I come away with the biggest problem of what was Robert Isco doing? Was he snorting lines on the beach or what was he doing? Because actually, you know what happened? Oh, here they we go. wanted, they wanted him for Chicago ah. and they passed him over. 
There we go. And this was the jump into project. This was his middle finger to everyone, wow. I guess, right? I, I, I no, actually, it wasn't. It was, I couldn't do Chicago. Here's another musical. Maybe I can make this work. Man. And he couldn't. I, I bet I bet he is just a little bitter about that. <laughs> yeah. Right. That, but that's all is, I got. He probably is. Troy, I'm dying to hear how you felt about this. <laughs> oh, you want me to talk about it? Oh, yeah. I, I was going to kick, kick it over to you. Um, wow, well, okay. I'll put it in context as something that might be familiar to you. So if, if in the world there was a, uh, a court, like a pop culture international court where you could just you take your grievances and sue people, if, <laughs> if, a, if a group of people had... Yana, we would like to sue Kelly Clarkson <laughs> for the film from Justin to Kelly. Well, I am Southern. Officer. A little bit. I, I I look at it this way. You sound, you sound like that judge character in the Angry Birds movie. That, uh, <laughs> yes. if, if somebody came to said court and said, okay, we have a case here. We actually want to sue white people. And I know this sounds a little racist, but go with me on this for a minute. Oh, Lord. Here yeah. we go. Yeah. And they said, look, we don't want like any any white people to remake any R&B songs or um, just do any other covers from no Motown, anything of that nature. And if they said exhibit a is the song, that's the way I like it from Justin to Kelly. If, if I were on the other side, I'd be like, Ooh, Hey, we should probably settle out of court. Cause we're going to lose this case. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh. I, I, and I'd be like, look, can we at least have like Daryl Hall and John Oates do stuff or, or do something? I, I totally get, don't let, don't let these groups or, or people do it again. But I mean, if you're talking about a musical or a soundtrack, I mean, I bet the whitest country club in Vermont plays this soundtrack on loop over and over again, but I've never seen. And, and, and this is why I'm so fascinated is that is the big climax of the film is that song and and it has natural funk and soul and and rhythm just in its beats and everything else and i've never seen a group of people just rob a song of all of that <laughs> and if you want to know what auditory like white toast is just listen to that song and them singing it it's absolutely the most terrible thing i've ever heard in my entire life yeah um it it is terrible and you know what I wonder what Casey and the Sunshine Band thinks about that. I don't know. I mean, it's I at one point I'm like, oh my god, I'm just expecting everybody to break out their bingo cards, and then it's all a dream, and we're actually in some like retirement home or something. I mean, that's the soundtrack that's playing. Yeah, I mean, you could argue that you know Casey and the Sunshine Band too is you know the definition of white funk. But there's funk. There's still some funk and soul there. There there is a little bit of funk and soul. Yeah, but I mean. You take it to the extreme and, you know, take all of the take, funk and soul out of the music and you yeah. get this soundtrack for the most part to take a white funk soul song and make it whiter. It's amazing. And again, I, I don't, I don't mean to like play the race card or anything in those comments, but it, it, it is one of those things where you, you look at this and you go um, void of <laughs> void of any kind of, uh, I, I, I don't know how to say it, but, talent, skill, taste, anything of that nature and watching a film that's made by committee or a boardroom of, of just old white guys. That's what this, 
this film kind of feels like. It's a product of we have a hit television show and let's take um, a couple of talented people and, and you know, spend 12, $12 million. They spent $12 million on this thing and went out there and it's like, okay, the original songs, I'll say this, when Kelly Clarkson's singing just her, um, her talent and even her, her charisma and everything comes through. And, and I would agree with Sammy hundred percent. I actually think she should do a musical and there's a lot of talent there. And I, I actually think she can act to a certain degree, but I've never seen an environment or supporting characters or anything else. Just rob a person of all of that and just take it out from under their feet. Um, and these cover songs, which are, are just, you know, that they end up doing and, and just rob it of its soul. It's, it's kind of a crime, which is why, like I said, I, I know you're an attorney and stuff. I, I, if I were in your shoes, I'd be like, Whoa, we're settling our courts. If this went to trial, we'd lose big time. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but clearly there, there is a scene that at one point I was this close to just turning it off. and like, I can't do it. I cannot which do one? it. Wow. It is when the blonde friend gets a dance sequence and number at the bar. Wish upon a star. Oh, it's so good. Oh my God. So all, all of a sudden in, in my head, I'm like, do you remember that scene from rhinestone when Sylvester Stallone is doing drinking Stein or drinking Stein? Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking that quite possibly if you were to listen to this song and then turn around and put rhinestone in all of a sudden rhinestone in comparison is uh, singing in the rain. I mean, <laughs> That, that scene literally um, got to me. It crushed my soul. It was terrible. Really? Yeah. So they were they were kind of going for like like a like a bad girl, like Marilyn Monroe, gentleman prefer blondes in sort of like a slutty, dirty Britney Spears way. You didn't get any of that? I think they were going for the, was it Sharpay or whatever from High School Musical? So you, you have to understand, like my daughter, I, I grew up with all the High School Musical films. I grew up with the Disney sitcoms, Wizard of Waverly Place, et cetera, all of that stuff. So yeah. I've been super exposed to teen comedies, teen musicals, everything of that nature. And I'll go on record and say, hey, the, the high school musical movies, like one through three, um, I actually kind of enjoy them. I, I think as musicals, they're, they're really well made. And the choreography and everything is kind of inventive in some sequences. And there's so much chemistry as well as talent within that core group that even it transcends some of its typical sort of high school tween tropes that it's going for. But this is the antithesis of this. I mean, it, it really is. Uh, I would, I would watch all three high school musical films a hundred times over before having to sit through one more viewing of this thing. It, it is absolutely terrible and it blows my mind that you are absolutely in love with this film and you've watched how many times you watch it this week? Uh, I watched it three times. Oh, see. Okay. Jose, I, I love you. Listen, but that, that literally the, is the gayest I, thing you've ever said. Yeah, no, 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 no. It it's, is actually, I watch next thing you're going to tell us. You're like, version. you join Scientology I, and I'd be like, well, yeah. I think this movie drove you there. Well, Brad said it. I, it, that is the gayest <laughs> thing he's ever heard. And I'm a huge Kelly Clarkson fan. And uh, look, listen, I absolutely agree. The New York Times called this the filmic equivalent of Cheese Whiz. 
And Rolling Stone actually has a very amazing critical takedown of this. I encourage everyone to read it. It has some pretty amazing quotes in it. I will admit this this movie is terrible. It it does even as a musical, right? It's got all the tropes. It's got a fa- fantasy dance number, the one you were just talking about, Wish Upon a Star. It steals from um, Greece. The even the hoverboat thing is the is the car race from Greece. Exactly. It totally steals from Greece. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned Greece because there is a song called Bright Star that was cut from the theatrical cut. Um, it's in the extended version, but that is a lot like Summer Lovin', where mm-hmm. the girls are singing and the guys are singing, and it's fantastic. I don't know why they cut the number. It was beautiful. Um, but, uh, you know, there's, of course, there's dancers everywhere, and, and you know, it has all of those tropes, but I think what it suffers from is, and you've all alluded to it, it's a corporate product. I mean, before, before we got hit over the head by, like, Disney and Star Wars and all these other franchises... Um, this was a corporate push. It was, let's take the winner of American Idol, create a product, and then rob the money from everybody. Their albums, this movie, all of it. And I think part of that is definitely why there's so much hatred here. Um, I think the other problem with this film is that, first of all, it was written by Kim Fuller, um, who is British. And Kim, he actually wrote Spice World, which is infinitely better than this. So it yes. sort of like blows yeah. my mind that, you know, Spice World, which believe it or not, is actually one of those, it's so bad, it's good. But even that has a little bit of intelligence to it, right? Well, it's the Spice World is satire as well. This, yeah. this has yeah. none of it. But this bog, it boggles my mind that this is the same writer. But like, I, I think the problem is, is that they wanted something PG. So it's com- completely neutered. I think Sam said that. Sam, uh, Sammy said that, that it's completely, or Brad said that it's completely neutered. They don't, they don't even say the word sex, right? It's hook up. It's let's party together. <laughs> Who was let's, this film uh, you know, for man, exactly? If I had a nickel for every time somebody says, let's party. You'd have never two party. cents, just they like the nerd never says. fucking party. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, honestly, it's weird. They because, barely drink in this movie. Well, that's because it's PG, yeah. and I and it's weird. They wanted to do the whole where 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 the boys are, right? Mm-hmm. But they didn't want to go too over the edge or too sexy. And then suddenly, there's also a clash of you know just making it a slapstick, uh, Annette Funicello like beach beach movie. And so there's this clash because again, there's like shades of raunchiness. Uh, and then where the boys are, like Clarkson's a feminist, Noni Anika Rose, she's the intelligent one. And there's even a little like racism and socioeconomic class going on with her dating, like the poor Latin waiter guy. And then the other girl is the quote unquote party girl. Notice everybody avoids the word slut or whore. And they say, mm-hmm. oh, you're just fun to party with. No one would ever pick you as a serious girlfriend. And so yeah, they're playing with that and and sort of trying to be a little smarter about it, but then failing completely miserably. And the jokes, let's just say this, the jokes are absolutely terrible. Like, for example, they talk about the whipped creamy whip whipped cream bikini contest, right? And for whatever reasons, they think that it's funny to throw in this idea that they'd be ingesting the cream. Right. So one guy says, oh, whipped cream bikini contest. I don't like that. I'm lactose intolerant. Or the one woman says, oh, it's so degrading and humiliating. And then she goes and fattening. It's like 
those are the kind of jokes we're dealing with. And they they really are terrible. But when I put all that behind me, um, I don't know. I just I just thought it was funny as a cartoon sort of like musical. And I don't know. I even though there are more than too many numbers where people are just standing around singing like timeless they're on a boat together and it's supposed to be this romantic thing but they're on a boat together just riding around looking at the miami scenery and it's some of the staging is just questionable but i don't know the group dance scenes fantastic i all the dancers were amazing and professional some of them have gone on to be in showgirls um, major musicals, major Broadway stuff. There is a lot of talent behind this, and I don't know. I just, I wasn't as hard on it as. So as whose fault is it? So I, here, here's my thing. I, if there's all this talent and there's all this choreography, I didn't see it. I didn't. I didn't see one ounce of that. I. It looked like people shuffling around more than anything. And what I what I really noticed, especially I think in the first big number on the beach. It looked like a bunch of people trying to do choreography, but looking down and trying to hit their mark. Like it was the first or second take and people are just trying to get used to the number, et cetera. So when, when you see that type of filmmaking, usually comes down to a couple of things. It's either the director can't put something together that looks visually interesting. It could be the, the editor chops up any type of momentum that is carried over from one scene to the other scene. Or, or it could be the performances and the lack of charisma, personality, charm, whatever you want to call it, the it factor that gets, you know, I, I guess passed over from the performance to the viewer. But when I when I look, or when it I, could be D, it could be all of the above. Yeah, and and that's where yeah, I was going with this. Unfortunately, it's it's a horrific combination of all of it. I, and honestly. and that's what I'm saying is like I would love to say, okay, there is all of this talent and everything else behind the scenes. But when I take a step back and if I were to kind of go through the checklist, I would go, well, it's all of these things. Like all of these things come together to make just a very painful viewing experience. And it's it's one of those films that are not so bad to make fun of and joy. Even if you were sitting there with a group of people, like if we were in the same room and we were going to make jokes of it, after 10 minutes, I guarantee we wouldn't be talking about the film anymore. We would just be talking about something else and making jokes because – there, there's there's nothing here that even is remotely charming to kind of latch onto. I mean, I, I I don't mean to use the trope of this is like the widest corporate movie you're ever going to see. But if you take a step back and go, okay, think about the people that are in business or who was in the boardroom at this time that's made. It was old white guys. Yeah. Yeah. And, old British white guys. Well, actually. I mean, I, I think, you know, <laughs> that, you know, Troy asked that question in the very beginning. You know, who's whose fault Apple? is it? I mean, oh. really, it's just everybody. I mean, this is just an ill-advised project, a quick cash in. And, you know, sometimes, sadly, in this business, this does work. Mm-hmm. We've seen it work in the past. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but we do know it works. But, but a lot of times these things miss their window. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they're lucky if they even gain their money back or anything. This thing... They were gung-ho to hit the window. And unfortunately, you know, I think they completely missed the window and they hit a wall. And, you know, they just didn't know what to do with it. And it just comes off. I'm not kidding. I mean, I cannot think off the top of my head of a blander movie 
It is, it is the equivalent. Milk toast. Yeah, it is the equivalent of an 81 minute Mentos commercial. Mentos commercials <laughs> oh are God. not supposed to be 81 minutes. Yeah, there are some seriously white teeth and some big smiles. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. Troy. And, yeah. Uh, you know how we were talking about during the uh, film, um, The Haunting of Julia, mm-hmm. if the parents just have known the Heimlich maneuver, we would have gotten no movie. Here. <laughs> this, all right. Go, we're going to go on a little oh, walk. Boy. Here. If if Justin breaks into the bathroom after Kelly just dropped like the hottest load (laughs) and he just goes out and leaves, the movie's over with. Like she's just sitting there taking just the most like worst douche you've ever heard. And he walks in there. She's like, leave me alone. (laughs) I have to clarify. Did you say deuce or douche? Dude, <laughs> either one would have number two. Either way. spiced no, it up a little bit. Here's the thing: he might have been into that sideshow. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, he uh, might have. He might have loved it. Yeah, he he might have been but you know what? Listen, he's listen, at there, a glass table. <laughs> there, are, but there are also. I have to tell you, there are also. Oh my god! Wow! Wow! Hey, yeah, I think I saw lost an Brad. Clip like that, but um, but um. Uh, you know, honestly, maybe maybe Red is rubbing off on me, and I'm a cinemasochist. But there are some lines in this that also just I don't know get me to giggling and and laughing, probably more than I should. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I, I can't fault anybody for finding some things in it. I can't. I mean, uh, I wish that Justin and Kelly had more. If Justin and Kelly had more charisma. I can maybe even well as a unit as a you know oh as, as, as a couple as yeah, there, yeah. it is wa- a, like watching yeah. I don't know two concrete blocks yeah um it, it's there's zero there were there happening. were rumors they were fooling around during yeah. the season and that's so a, I think that's maybe why they jumped into this but um Sammy well, just, was, just hold he, hold your thought for a second but okay. um just really quickly. It's weird though because when you look at this, it doesn't scream American Idol, right? There, there's nothing in this that makes you think of that property, and yet you're supposed to know of this property and have gone to have seen at the this. The very end, Simon Cow comes out and just like, "This is bloody awful," parading <laughs> <laughs> them. That, that I just think they they great. could have chosen a different type of story that would have parlayed better. Anyway, yeah. but go ahead, Sammy. What, what were well, you saying? Justin was a he was runner up, right? He yeah. was runner up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. But I mean, that was part of the part of the thing that caught on. I didn't. I'm, I've never watched a season of American Idol. I have no idea. I just know it's a show. Yeah. Sing. The the viewers called in, so yeah. uh, people called in to vote, and then the audience um, voted as well. But okay. it is so basically, American Idol means America made Kelly the winner. Okay, you know. So yeah. I can see why they tried to do this, and I, again, it all makes sense business wise. I mean, we've seen some pretty crazy, wacky business decisions lately in Hollywood. Yeah. So it makes sense. Uh, I can't I believe mean, before, it's $15 million. Uh, who, who said that? Who, who's the one that brought up the, the it's budget? 12, 12 it's million. a $12 million budget. Yeah. $12 million budget. It's probably it because of location. It's probably because of location. Yeah. It's Fort Lauderdale, you know? Miami, and um, Hollywood, Florida, which yep. stay, stay out of Hollywood. But Why? <laughs> just, <laughs> I've had some experiences in Hollywood, Florida. Ooh. <laughs> That's a whole other, other show. Justin, <laughs> It involved Justin or Kelly, but they did involve a deuce. (laughs) 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 No, I I, I just, I I don't know. I mean, this is the definition for me when it comes to film of a swing and a miss. I mean, it just is a, it's a big swing and a miss. And again, we talk about this and you hear people talk about this and I I see it more and more 
nowadays. I've definitely seen it a lot this past week with the Dial of Destiny talk online. Ooh. But you know, there's more than just James Mangold that's tied to that movie. There's more than <laughs> yes. just Robert Isco but tied to this. There's a whole bunch of people that work for a living that made this, and I'm sure at some point they thought they were doing pretty good work, and they may have been. See, I, your analogy I of a swing and a miss, I, I can't wrap my head around it for this film because – a swing and a miss would be that everybody came together and said, this is the type of movie we're going to make. And, and we were going to go out and, and maybe they did something avant-garde, right. Or, or yeah. tried to, to play within a genre, turn its tropes the on apple. its head. Yeah. The yeah. Apple, the apple. Right? This, yeah. this feels like a bunch of rugby players showing up and saying, okay, we're, this is figure skating. I don't know what we're supposed to do here. I mean, the, the analogy would be, if you were using it, it would be a, one sports team of another sport came up to something and didn't know the rules or how to play. And that's yeah. what this film feels maybe, like. Maybe, maybe a balk is more. Yeah. The, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. before the play, even before the pitch is even had, it's like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. I, you know, honestly, I think that Chicago also came out um, around the time of this thing of this theatrical But I think window. Chicago would have been so. a different... So <laughs> I don't know who this film's for. There's not enough drugs and sex for a college crowd. Right. Um, it, it, I think it, I think it's for middle-aged women who are watching American Idol. And, and gay men. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, <laughs> Touche. I'm just saying, I mean, the only people I really... The only people I personally knew who liked American Idol were older women. They The same people that like Dancing with the Stars. I'm not. I'm not saying... Do gay men love Dancing with the Stars? Oh my God, I love Dancing with the <laughs> I was Stars. Say, Jose, please. <laughs> I have to ask the question. So I love it. So that audience, that audience. I mean, that's the CBS audience. That's the that's the NCIS audience. Hey, now watch it. I watch CBS. <laughs> I do too. But actually, it's so it's on Sammy Fox. Bring, <laughs> Sammy brings up a Sammy brings up a really really good point. I mean, when this came out. You know, it was, it's like social media followers, right? Let's cast this actress. She has a million followers. Let's mm. make this movie a million people tuned in to vote for Kelly, right? And so, I'm sure it was like way 40 something. Yeah, 40 something yeah definitely, definitely more than that. But, and so I guess they thought they were like, well, people are going to go see it because they voted yeah. for her. They want to yeah. see it. And that doesn't always equate to box office numbers, as we've all seen. Even if they only got 50% of the audience that tuned into American Idol, this would have been a major hit. Yeah. 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 But, but you could smell a cash grab from a mile away. And that's what this can. was. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, the, the, crit, the criticism that was written, this is back to when people probably still read movie criticism a little bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, this, this movie was wow. I mean, if you go back and read some of it, it was attacked. Here, here's the was, thing about it. I was yeah. I was thinking about it. If if I were in the boardroom and somebody had brought this product to me, uh, not kind of knowing how sterile it is across the board, my take on it would have been, hey, look, let's shoot five minutes of religious content and stick <laughs> it in there, and we would have made some money. Um, oh, they prayed. They like prayed at the end. Like if they Wait. if they did a couple like, oh, why can't I hook up with Justin God and please, you know, something? Because yeah, and then this, God came down and there was a dance number. No, not not mm -hmm. even. But I'm 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 just thinking it has that that very goody two shoes sterile um, vision of a film that a lot of times you find in sort of these uh, independent modern religious films that really don't push chaste. any boundaries. Yeah. Chaste is the word. Chaste. Yes. That's a yeah. great word, but I'm, I'm, I'm being totally serious here, not to be funny, but if, if I were working at it from a standpoint of how would I sell this thing, 
I would go, okay, well, I don't know what demographic this is going to be for just because it's, it is the most vanilla vanilla things that's out there. Great. Put an extra, take it to 86 minutes instead of 81, put some type of religious bent on it. And you could have found an audience that would uh, take this thing and show it on a regular basis. Yeah. Well, Troy, it's funny that you mentioned, hold on. It's funny Uh that you mentioned Christians. Yeah. Uh Because. Oh, Oh no. Does it? Does it have there a review? A Christian review. Oh, oh here we go. Okay. Nice. All right, everyone. Wait, Let's can we get... vote first? We have yes. to vote first. Can you, uh, can, okay. you, can you tell the, the parameters? Okay, so for, for people My, who don't know, movieguide.org is a website that reviews films not for their content, or not for their quality, but for their content. And they use a plus four to minus four scale, plus four being the most holy, minus four being the most hellacious. Where do we think from Justin to Kelly sits on their scale? All right, Sammy, you no, throw Jose, vote. you go first. Oh, Jose's going first. Minus okay. one. Okay. Ooh, minus one. Okay. Minus two. Ooh, my, minus two. I'm going plus two. Troy Sour, what are you doing? <laughs> it is a minus one. Plus it's two. Plus two. God it's damn plus two. It, it is a minus one? It, yeah, minus one. Okay. Uh, I don't believe language. That. I don't light. believe that. Violence, light, sex, light, nudity, light, <clears throat> light, <laughs> light, moral worldview with jealousy and uh, deceit rebuked, some romantic elements, politically correct subplot about class envy, and one light homosexual joke, six hells, and one light profanity, light violence, such as a boat competition, results in one boat turning over and a young man needing stitches on his head, punch thrown. Girls scramble for tickets to party. A man runs into cart. What is that? Is that a sin? <laughs> I, I it is. They so. push, they, scrambling for they, tickets. If to you're greed, greed, greed my pushed, friend. They oh. pushed Alexa over yeah. and they grabbed the the bracelet. Now, the if it was for tickets to Striper, it would have been fine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, or to vacation church. Bible study. Give me those tickets. Um, <laughs> some brief suggested dancing and light references to Playboy's uh, pro- promiscuity. Promiscuity. Uh, but young woman is in skimpy bikinis, revealing parts of breast and rear ends, oh, yeah. and parts of breast, oh, upper yeah. male nudity. Yeah, we should have known that was in there. There's yep. a lot of upper male nudity. In this There's one. a lot of upper male nudity. Jose's heart was fluttering. Brief alcohol <laughs> use. Uh, <laughs> verbal Great. references to planned margarita madness party. There's a and lot of alcohol use in the film, actually. <laughs> lying, jealousy, and deceit. Deceit rebuked and gambling minus one. See, th- this Christians. is this is where I think that website is kooky because <laughs> if this is the one, this is the one because we we read all these reviews and when they're like you know uh, worldviews and all this other stuff and great, but if you think about Justin and Kelly, they don't the, all of their friends are doing that stuff, not them. And well, so I'm still in the film, Troy, I know Let it's me. in the film, but they, they would gravitate with like, here's a couple of young kids who aren't Let following me, this gives their... me an opportunity to say this. This is actually one of the notes I have written down. Okay. Yeah. Let me say this. If my child grows up and this is what his spring break is like. Oh, you've done a good job. Hallelujah. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. That's true. He will be yes. safe. <laughs> he yeah. has one beer at a bar and then because he and the girl dance and then they go their separate yeah. ways. My spring break movies. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. The yeah, eight, this is, yeah. The, look, if you compare this to the 80 spring break movies, they're night and day. Yeah, I mean, even Tom Cruise and losing it, even that movie. 
It's insane. Yeah. They go to they go to see a donkey show in, in uh, uh what Tijuana. Tijuana. So yeah. that, you know, I mean So let me ask you this. We had done this special episode with Michelle Meek and, and she made this comment. So she's a professor and talks about, you know, these type of films. When you make these teen films, they're not made by teens. They are made by somebody else that tells you, you know, adults that tell you what's going on British at that time white period. Guys. Yeah. So you could look at this from a corporate perspective, but is that basically saying that at this time period, when it was released, this is what corporate adults thought spring break was like that. I mean, this is what they wanted to believe spring break was like. Yeah. I'd say this is what they wanted because apparently on the commentary, they did say that this is true. Like I was like, what a wonderful Miami where instead of like drugs and raves and rampant promiscuity, there are people who just have dance competitions on the beach. But apparently there are places where people have dance competitions on the beach, um, at least in 2003. Uh, There was also another weird corporate note that was like, why would Justin be friends with a geeky guy and then some stud who was better looking than him and had a better body? And in the commentary, this is actually kind of hysterical. Guarini's real two buddies showed up on set. And when you put them side to side with the three of them, it was exactly like the three guys. Like he had a nerdy friend, a scrawny nerdy friend, and then a hot like stud muffin friend of his or whatever. So, yeah, anyway. But hmm. but with the, with this particular movie... Again, Clarkson is kind of like this feminist. She rails against the whole party stuff. Sure. She is absolutely incensed, strangely, that, you know, he's a party promoter and he's behind this whipped cream bikini thing. Yeah. And eventually she finds out it's all just, you know, the woman's machinations and and it really is just a whatever, like promotion for summer job, basically. And he does have a good heart and they get together. But I think the biggest issue is that, at least for the Christian movie guide, their friends are doing all of the weird stuff and the alcohol drinking and and all of that. But Kelly or Justin never turns to them and says, this is bad for you. They're really just involved in their own kind of thing. And I think that's why. Have you accepted Jesus Jesus Christ into your heart? (laughs) That's what they should have done. I'm telling you, put that five minutes in there with that kind of messaging. Hey, Robert Iscove, choreographer on Jesus Christ Superstar back in the day. Okay. He was. There you go. He was. He also choreographed like a lot of like variety shows, which is why I think you get all of those group numbers where people are like dancing and stuff like that, because it it feels very much like a variety show number, right? You You've got yeah. teams of people dancing. I'm thinking about this film the more and more we talk about it, and this is way more than I thought about while I was watching it. But uh you know what this movie really pines for, what it really needs. It needs some kind of, it doesn't need a bad guy, but it needs a heavy. I know that they're trying to make the Alexa character kind of a. She know, was the heavy. Yeah, <laughs> but it doesn't really work because they kind of let it kind of, you know, they kind of forgive her. They kind of give her forgiveness. It's a very Catholic film in that way. Yeah. But uh, but it, it's interesting to me that. Plus two. No That's real... all I'm saying. Just for that comment alone. Plus two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It just, I mean, it's just, it's very weird to me. I never really felt like there's any real stakes. For the movie. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Did any of you happen to see Gem and the Holograms directed by John Chu? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. No, I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> no, okay. did not. No. I, did. not I didn't see it either. No. That was a, that was sort of a similar movie where... I think our friend uh, Fozzie has been recommending that film for a long time, Troy. 
God, I, I love that movie that. so oh, much. Boy. But look at Troy's eyes. So, right now. so here's the thing: while it is, it is not the cartoon show you grew up with. The stakes in I didn't this grow up that, with Gem and the Holograms. I grew up with GI Joe, but <laughs> oh my god, I you I watched both. I watched GI Joe Transformers and then Gem yeah. and the Holograms. There like, was not okay, enough. Take it back. That's but, that comment you made earlier about listen, that, that was the gayest thing you've ever said. Listen, that was the gayest thing. This is the gayest thing I've ever said. Listen, yeah. listen to yeah. the listen to the directive of what you said. GI Joe to Transformers. To Jim, Jim and the holograms. Yeah, there's a, there's a direct through line there. <laughs> but anyway, so so in that film, there is a villain. There is a villain. It's like the it's the corporate Juliet Lewis, the baddies or whatever, right? Yeah. And yeah, here yeah. you're right. There is no villain. But that's why I think if they had picked a concept, hell, you know what they could have done? Just remade the Apple um, and update it. Made, put it in an American <laughs> Idol. Do you think Kelly Justin, Clarkson had ever seen the Apple before? I mean, even to this no, day. No, 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 no. But I'm just saying oh. like. If they had made a film that was like a competition where audience members could go and maybe like Clue have a different ending or vote or vote for somebody, that would mimic the American Idol concept versus this, you know, beach blanket bingo tomfoolery. I think all this. Yeah. All this movie needed to make it somewhat more watchable is an alternate party making bad guy group. Uh, something yeah like three, and, three other guys i'm sorry i i'm just uh, no it, because even if they did that you still have the problem of this music <laughs> that is terrible that lacks okay, any I, soul that just if if ai I, if ai created music and had like <laughs> this is what we're getting this is the problem hey, look, I, i'll say this i think the pop music in this is better than some of the pop music i hear right now i i so. Uh, well, okay, so, that's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> I, I think the I think one of the bigger issues too is that you know no one can ever sing like a, a lyric straight. It's all the it's the octave jumping histrionics, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> you know it's just, it, and that's it permeates this movie, which is it, it's not. <laughs> Yo, when when Guarini does his major falsetto and goes right up that ladder to his whispers at the end song, the end song where they're kissing, mm-hmm. like I was like, I get shivers when I see that. They're so talented. What? what? Shivers in my starfish. Yeah, I don't. I don't so I get a different kind of shivers. Like, like his, I have, his, you know, very bad flu. <laughs> Guarini was known for like his high falsetto into whispers range. And he is relatively restrained in the film, but he lets it loose when he sings that final number with her and they kiss on the bridge. And when he goes, he goes through that, 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 uh, whatever we call it. Uh, it's, I'm still settling out of court, Jose. We wouldn't win this one. (laughs) I only got, I only got two more notes. I want to bring up one. As I was watching this, the thing I thought was old Navy, the movie. Dude. No Abercrombie Khaki, the movie. Shorts the movie yep. You know Abercrombie the movie. Oh Brandon, my God, I love that. Shell. Old Navy yes. the movie. And, and, you know. Watch, and, watch what you say about Abercrombie, sir. Watch what you two, say. Two uh, piece of GGTMC trivia. The other film we covered with from Justin to Kelly back in the day was Spice World. Oh, awesome sauce. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, we could talk about Spice World, and I will actually have some very complimentary things to say about that film. Again, there's a bad guy element to that. Yeah, so. There I, is. There's some good there's, satire in there too, yeah. I think. And surprise, no the manager kind of became the villain, yeah. actually. The only good so. stakes and from Justin to Kelly is Kelly Clarkson's behind. Oh, <laughs> well, no. There you go. Choice hey. hour. Yes. 
Would you like to know the Breaking Brad rankings? Here we go. <sighs> okay, so since articles have actually whispered, I'm sorry, since articles have actually mentioned the Apple alongside from Justin to Kelly, I am dying to hear the Breaking Brad breakdown. I, I do. I want to know where the rankings okay. are. Okay. <clears throat> we'll start and, at the very bottom. We'll work our way up for suspense reasons. These are listed as the films that broke me the wor- the least to the most. So the okay. first one is the one that had the least amount of impact. Yes. Okay. Well, the first That'd one be, essentially would be the first one is the one you've liked the most. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for your height only. Okay. Ah, good one. Good one. Yes. Laquisha. Surprising. <laughs> uh, still, oh, that low. That one. Well, that. Well, I'm still stunned at that one. That one's yep. still blowing me away. Ginger Dead Man. Oh, really? <laughs> yep. The Apple. Uh-huh. <laughs> BC Butcher. And the new number one film from Justin to Kelly would be the new number one for Breaking Bread. Well, I can't agree with that because all those other films you mentioned, all of those are movies. Well, except for BC Butcher. Well, they they all have character. That's what I'll say. They They do. They they have a tone. They have a feel. Yeah. Yeah. I I think Sammy means they're distinguishable. True. I was filling out bland. I was filling out the mental examination observations so you know grooming neatly dressed um fine motor function i put poor balance eye contact avoidant um, i see even move my desk up so i could stand up vision so. unlimited hearing intact verbal comprehension fair as i was going through this i'm like i'm filling this out on myself apparently because <laughs> flat monotone word finding difficulty i'm irritable um i haven't slept very well since watching this my appetite's been limited. My thought process is certainly tangent tangential. Yeah, I think this broke me. Um, so I think wow. it's, it, this experiment is interesting because I think it might be affecting three of us more than the intended subject. I think so too. <laughs> this is not how this was supposed to play out. And we're we've still got six more gotcha, experiments to go. Yeah. This is six ridiculous. More to go. Halfway through this, and uh I'm really concerned about the next six selections. Well, should we should we reveal the next one? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, so for our listeners, the our the listeners of not a bomb, not my listeners, but oh, your listeners too. Family. You're yes. on it. Your family. Come on, man. Either way. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The Booty Tooth Network. The uh, <laughs> that's right. The Booty Tooth <laughs> Network. Yes, please. Not a bomb on BTN, baby. <laughs> on BTN. Uh, um. <laughs> Uh, at least I don't think so. Jose and I have no idea, along with Brad, what, what we're going to be covering. Every I know I'm excited. Well, there was a list that we put together, and I'm trying to draw from that. But I'm also trying to keep it thematically to like what's going on in the real world, right? So, Brad, um, you know, sto visitando l'Italia, mia, right? Oh, and you're going to you're going to Italy for vacation. I am, and I thought it's appropriate. Um, to kind of get ready for that visit. Oh boy. To maybe do oh. something from L'Italia. Oh boy. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to pick something that I know you would appreciate. <laughs> oh, and and what inspired me was the other day we were talking and, you know, I said, oh, we're, we're watching Haunting of Julia. And I usually reserve something like that for October. And your comment was, hey, we should be watching scary movies all the time, even in the summer. I'm like, you know what? You're right. And what better way to celebrate going to Italy, right? Yeah? 
hey, then we watch a little bit of Dario Argento, huh? Argento. And specifically the cinema Dracula 3D. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. Starring one Thomas Crutchman. My God, my wooden steak just went limp. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, well, little... isn't Argento's daughter in that one? Yes. Uh, yeah, no. 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 I don't think so. Wasn't Rutger so. Howard in it? Rutger Howard is, is yeah. uh yes, he's Van Helsing. Yeah. So no, no, he's Dracula. He's Dracula, I thought. Yeah, I thought Dracula. Tom's Kretschmann was Dracula. I don't know. You know what? We'll find out. Actually, Azia uh, is in it. Yeah. 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 She usually is in the late cycle. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah, find Kret- out. Kretschmann is Dracula. Howard never... is Von Helsing. I never watched it. Yeah, I never watched it. Oh, it's... Ooh, I can't oh, wait. I'm telling you right now, I got a feeling 10 minutes into it, Brad's going to tap out just for one scene that comes at the beginning. It's absolutely... Uh, I almost tapped out in the beginning, Yeah, actually. Me too. Me. And I am an Argento fan. And when I watched the first 10 minutes, I'm like, I don't know if I can get through this. <laughs> and I watched from Justin to Kelly three times. Mm. And I couldn't get... Almost couldn't oh, get through that first So your scene. listeners should know, Brad's not a big fan of Argento at his peak. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say Brad so, hates the valley. Good Argento, be, be tougher. Yeah. And and can we yeah. agree that this one might be his lowest uh, in, in terms of quality and everything else? I mean, I'm trying to think of the other ones that he's done. I I can't think of anything that from an online I, I think perspective. I agree. This is, that this, this is the bottom. This is the bottom. Doesn't have a lot of nudity in it. It has uh, some. Yeah, it's, yeah, I it's think some there are some breasts. Yep. Yeah, it's pro- probably his daughters. The, the <laughs> truth is, the uh, this is the one out of all those late cycle ones. This is the one I skipped. Oh, uh, I don't know why I skipped this one because this one screamed. I need to see it. Yeah, I, I mean, oh, even even the Adrian the Brody one, like Giallo and uh, the card player and stuff like that. I mean, it, it, there's a quality to him that you can still appreciate from an Argento perspective. This one is going to be an interesting viewing. Yeah. So I've seen it a few times. Very similar to De Palma in the sense that there's always the moments. Where do you guys land on trauma? Uh, I I love trauma. I really enjoy trauma. Stendhal syndrome. Uh, love Stendhal syndrome. Yep. I love trauma so much. That's why I podcast so much. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Are you excited, Brad? That's why I watch from Justin to Kelly so much. Yeah. I can't, I can't wait. Dramatic. Yeah. yeah. Wait. This is going to be awesome. So, yes. I love when we do some Italian stuff. Yes. Si. si. Yeah. Italian. Molto bene. Ciao, yeah. Italia. Ciao, Italia. <laughs> Even if it is super American Italian stuff, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brad, for anybody who now we still have, so this will be experiment number seven. So, we still have a few more experiments that we can do. There's There's five more for the year. If anybody wants to put a recommendation in, because we we have a strong list, but we can always use a few other contenders. How do they get a hold of us? Yeah, that is not a bomb pod at gmail.com, or you can go to not a bomb podcast.com, hit the contact us button, or you can shoot us a message on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Awesome. Sammy, what's uh what's a gentleman's guide got going on? Uh we just recently released an episode on uh what did we talk about? <laughs> Uh, even I forget sometimes. Uh, geez, man, that's embarrassing. Anyway, 
Uh, by the time you hear this, we'll have an episode out for uh, Sammo Hung's Warriors 2. Oh, yeah. Sammo Ooh. Hung. Interesting fact. He's like the greatest action choreographer out there, especially from the Hong Kong industry. I'm sure you would yeah, agree comes, with that. Yeah, well, I agree. He is great. He comes right in behind Yoon Wu Ping. Oh, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, you're drunk. But uh, he, you know, he is he is great. Uh, but the last one we did was actually on the fourth man, the Paul Verhoeven film. Oh yes, yes, fourth man, which is so good. That is speaking of a movie that exists in movie world. <laughs> that is a movie movie. <laughs> it's a movie movie, and it's a delicious nudie movie movie. Yeah, that it's I a, loved. It's it's a Verhoeven doing Argento slash Hitchcock and De Palma. Oh, movie. okay. Well, you had done a film a few weeks ago, and it was El Condor with uh, Jim Brown, Lee Van Cleef. I got to say, yep. a typical gentleman's guide, you'll talk about something, never heard of it, I got to go buy it. So I bought the Warner Archive DVD, watched it. Nice. it. It was everything you guys said it was. I had yeah. so much fun with that thing. Um, also, no, that's a, uh, we called it, uh, I called it, uh, it could be called Explosion the Movie. Yes. You you were spot on with the stunt <laughs> yeah, work. We'll send, and, we'll send you the invoice to, yeah. to no, Booty no, no, Tooth no. Network. I don't reimburse <laughs> if you like. Okay. Oh, hey, I'm glad that's in the collection. All right, Jose, watch Skip Plus. You've been pretty busy. Um, there's been a lot of films that have come out. You've actually had to debate which ones to do, too, right? Yes, yes. Uh, crowded crowded field, and yet tentpoles are bombing like nothing. Mm. Uh, like, like I don't know. I've, I've never like, seen it. I got, I, got all, dad, I got a dad joke for you there. Those tentpoles are bombing like my Caligula joke did in the beginning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Brad so and just I, like from Justin to Kelly, we're yeah. getting a lot of corporate products that are just turds. Um, well, but we... Brad and I said next year we could probably do a film once a week from this year and fill it yes. up. I mean, that's how many bombs yeah. are happening this year. But go ahead. Well, speaking of bomb, which is a great segue, mm -hmm. our new episode is on Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Um, I think you're going to be surprised, maybe not surprised, who liked it, who did not like it. Um, actually, I think you already knew one of those answers, too, by the way. But uh, yeah, no, we, record, we recorded that, and uh, it, was, uh, it, it was an interesting talk. Um, I might have to truncate. We discussed the bombs, the fact that all the tentpoles are bombing. Whoa, and then we whoa, whoa, whoa. Stay in your goddamn hey, lane, okay? Brad. <laughs> We stole from them last oh, week. It's only fair. <laughs> I mean, listen, that, that's why I'm probably going to truncate the beginning of that. So that, did you, you know, did you guys leave read, it to the experts to talk about the bombs. You got to read the fine print in the booty tooth network guidelines. We're sharing. There's a lot of swapping going on. Mm -hmm. That's a right. A lot of asterisks in that booty tooth uh, network <laughs> uh, star contract. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> no, I'm excited to hear about it. I think we'll see it tomorrow. I, I saw the news for this weekend. It's opening. I think they projected 140. It yeah, actually yeah, for worldwide gross, and it came in under that at 130. 130. Yep. So it's sad on, trombone. Yes. And then the the, the 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 leaked budget was closer to 300 million dollars, and not the 250 that they were speaking about earlier. Oh, I, I thought it was like 329 with reshoots and everything else. So. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's and uh, that's even before your advertising kids. Yeah, so, yeah. that will it that will like be eight hundred million to even break even, and I'm going to get there. I've been reading oh some of the stats on Disney, and uh, the the projection is the stock might get downgraded next quarter um, because from their movie division, I think net net they've lost over a billion dollars since starting last year. Their subscriptions yeah. are just tanking. 
And even the park attendance is on the downward trend. So you've got a lot of people coming out now, even before they start releasing a lot of numbers, et cetera, saying that there's, a, you know, some people are saying, hey, not buying it because even Disney on on uh, sale is not a good investment right now. So that seems to be the uh, the course of a lot of these studios. Well, they, like laid, they laid off a ton of people at ESPN, too. So, yeah. Not, uh, not looking yeah. good, man. Max Kellerman. Max Kellerman is gone. He he has to go somewhere else to shout. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy to me. I mean, but it it also it's the law of averages, right? I mean, you, you can't be on top forever. True. Oh, I knew you were going to say that, but yes, thank you. That's a great. That's a great. There's a reason why it's a great saying. You but know? Wes yeah. Anderson's film has made back its budget already, so now everything from here on out's just got to. It, it'll probably do pretty well because. He's he's his own genre though. Yeah, twenty four million dollar budget. I really got to. People talk about you know theaters are going to the wayside. I, I don't think that's the case. I think we'll have some theaters left, but I think the type of movies we're going to get in the next couple of years are are going to be different. I think you know. Again, I said this years ago, and not to make this show longer, but when <laughs> even, even though even though Jupiter Ascending, I've never seen the film. I know a lot of people don't like it. And it's a terrible film. I remember when that bombed. I remember thinking. This might be the end of original IP. And I was worried about that because, you know, the Matrix was a great moment and we've had a lot of great original IP come out of cinema. And uh, now I'm my big concern is that the branded IP is dying as well. And that stuff, as much as I kind of joke about not liking it and stuff, there's a part of me that still does. And there's a part of me that understands that that IP generates a lot of coin for the small films that I love. So it it's, a, it's a it's a big concern. Well, it's a big concern. I'm sure at the end of the year, Brad and I will give a lesson on corporate risk aversion yeah. and how that uh, equates to actually budget spent. Because we're going to have a lot of movies to pick from from this year. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, I don't know if you're listening in the morning, the afternoon, or evening. Come back in 30 days. Uh, maybe a little bit longer. I don't know. I, I got this little vacation I got to do, but we will definitely find time to talk about my one of my favorite directors, Dario Argento, and uh, expose Brad to late cycle Dario Argento with Dracula 3D. So hope you had fun listening to this, and we'll catch you here pretty soon. Don't lose your head. Arrivederci. Thank you.